0: old school Queenie here it's topic Tuesday and the topic of today is damned if she does and damned if she doesn't this is Audrey Chapman's uh, chapter five I'm gonna say damn if she do and damn if she don't so that'd be the topic for topic Tuesday And I'm gonna bring in our therapist, RGB Chapman. Book. I'm gonna read and give her insight about damn if she doesn't and damn if she don't do and doesn't. Getting good loving. This book, her title of her book is Getting Good Loving. Seven Ways to Find Love and Make It Last. RGB Chapman is one of America's premier relationship experts. She has published numerous books host a radio show on WHUR in Washington DC and has appeared on the Oprah Winfrey show, uh, 2020 show, Good Morning America show, and many other national TV shows. So that is what I'm going to dip into. She's a therapist and I want to get her insight on damn if she do, damn if she don't. Now let me give you my old school view. You see... We women, and I have to go back to the, uh, refer black women. That's the only thing I can speak on because I'm black and raised in a black community. That um, you damn if you do and you damn if you don't. You know, we women basically wear the wear the hat, wearing so many hats. Uh, we wear the mother hat, the sister hat, the daughter hat, the the the, the wifey hat, the the girlfriend hat you know, and the homemaker hat. And and so we've we're found in a position that we're damned if we do and damned if we don't, because we got the children, we got the brothers and sisters and, and the man. And it seems like we have to always act as head of the household versus the man being the head of the household, which I, I prefer. <laughs> but anyway, and most women do prefer that, of course. But we damn if we do, and what I mean by that is that, oh, we women, uh, we do, we do, and we do, and then we, we if we don't do for one, we, we, we wound up figuring that we didn't do for the other. Let me give you an example. You see, I got kids, and some of us have kids, and what I mean by we damn if we do, because you're you're always doing for someone. You know, women are the caretakers. We're basically born to be the nurturers of the family. And so we're the caretakers. We wound up learning that. We learned that as we were a little child coming up, and they start us playing with the doll babies and with the little nurse kids to learn how to be caretakers. You know, that's how we're groomed. But we're taken for granted. And it's it's really sad that we don't get a me day, you know. That that we don't get a break. Never. We never have a day off of being a caretaker and providing for the children in the household. Yeah. Let me give you an example. Like children, I say, damn, we do. Damn, but we don't. The children. I got you know. I got uh, girls and boys that I have raised, and I got two girls two boys and the, the, the girls or the the one girl or look at the, the other the, and say mom you ain't do this for me well I was uh, you know they're looking at each other and comparing how I do with one and didn't do with the other you know you got the son the boy Ma, mom you did this with him you ain't do that with me and let him get away with this and I, you know and it's uh it gets kind of uh Overwhelming that you know the children are looking at you and want you to do more for them and and weighing how much you do and how much you don't do. Then you got the man sitting back, you know, you got girlfriends with live live in boyfriends sitting back on his feet with his feet up watching TV. And damn, if you do. For the children, some men even get a little jealous, but the, the, you're doing too much for the kids and ain't doing for him. It's like, excuse me? Excuse the fuck out of me? <laughs> That's what I got to say. Because if you want all this attention, damn if I do for one, and damn if you don't do for him, the, the, the man or the husband. And so you find yourself just constantly working as the mother, the caretaker, housekeeper, dishwasher, uh uh doing the, the 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 cooking, you're the cook, all these hats that you're wearing. You wear so many hats. Take the kid to the to the to the, to the Football game or their practice. You're doing all this work. All this hat wearing that you're wearing. So that's what I mean by damn if you do and damn if you don't because somebody's gonna feel slighted. Mhm. Yeah. Somebody's gonna feel slighted. And <clears throat> being the head of the household, you don't want that role for real. For real. I don't want. It. And I've come to the point now that my kids are grown. I ain't got to do a damn thing but talk on this microphone. (laughs) Speak to my podcast uh, listeners. I love it. Oh, I love it. Freedom. Oh, it's free. I'm free. I'm feeling very free. But, you know, you try to make a happy home and and all. And it's kind of hard because... You got different personalities that you have to deal with and juggle, and 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 deal with the the different uh, needs of 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 the personalities, and so it's, it it gets kind of really hard to juggle. So you're damned if you do, and damned if you don't do for one or the other. And nobody seems to. Uh, look at you to see what you need and what you want as the as the provider as the caretaker. What do the caretaker need? I need a me day. That's all. Give me a couple of me days or take me out on vacation. <laughs> but give me a me four hours, a half a day. Give me a me for if not a whole day, a half a day. Let me sit back, put my feet up like my man is doing, and watch a TV. <laughs> yeah, you know. So um, let me dip into our therapist, and let me uh, read Arjor Chapman's book, "Getting Good Loving Seven Ways to Find Love and Make It Last." And uh, her chapter uh, is like I say was chapter five. You know, damn if he doesn't doesn't do does does, and damn if she doesn't. I'm over here on page uh, 94. Let me read. <clears throat> most, of, most of the black women I know feel so burdened, it's a wonder that they don't scream more often. Many live in constant motion, juggling their responsibilities as wage earners, wives, mothers, sisters, daughters, granddaughters, nieces, lovers, friends, neighbors, church goers, and community members. There's little downtime in such a life. Many women are so worn out they desperately need a break, but so programmed to be on the run that they can hardly conceive of taking time out for themselves. Okay, and that's true. <sighs> I did all of that back in my time when I was raising my children, and it wore me out. This is my commentary. Yes it did. When I once suggested I'm back to reading now when uh when I once suggested to Roberta, a very overwhelmed client that she reserved next Saturday morning for a leisurely stroll in the park, she started she stared at me as if I had just proposed a jaunt to the moon. She started to recite her lengthy to do list her lengthy list. Take the kids for back-to-school clothes. Pick up dry cleaning. Fill out the paperwork for mom's home care worker. Visit granddad in the nursing home. Wash the kitchen kitchen curtains. Shop for groceries. And save the world. Oh, on Saturday, I interjected. Roberta started to laugh. You have to left. You have left yourself off that list for too long, I went on. Don't you think it's time to pencil yourself in? And yes, Roberta, you can't tell me you have the energy for all that without taking some time out to recharge your batteries. You deserve some time out once in a while. This is what Audrey is talking about, a girl in a therapy that she was uh, having a session with. All right, I'm going to move over to page 95 now. Jump down to this third paragraph. And Audrey is talking and I'm reading. Most black women are exhausted. let Let me start that paragraph again and read that again. Most black women are exhausted, too competent for their own good. They are take care of everything, take care of everyone, women, and most of the time they feel deeply unappreciated. As children, they were raised to be self-reliant. The world is tough, honey. You, you have to take charge of things yourself and not depend on anybody, especially a man. That's how they were raised. <clears throat> As adults, they must be content with distorted and burdensome notions about women's roles and men's excuses Whether the black community rises or falls is attributed to how well women handle things. It's women's job to raise the kids and impart strong values. But men have the option to help out or not. Ain't that a blip? All right, let's see what else. Let me finish reading. Archie Chapman, I had to pause on that. I had to pause on that last statement. But men have the option to help out or not. Ain't that, ain't that, this is man's world. Help out or not, got us slaving. All right, let me finish reading. No wonder women are fed up. No wonder many women seem to have an attitude or as some men put it, a chip on their shoulder that they dare anyone to knock off. If black women often appear ready to do battle, it's because they are constantly fighting to keep up with the inequitable expectations that have been heaped on them for too long. The most frustrating notion of all is that black women have it so much easier than black men. But society, the media, the community all seem to focus on how men have it so rough, educationally and economically, economically socially, black men have to struggle? <clears throat> well, yes, they do, and that's unfair. But for too long, the struggle of black women has gone largely ignored, unexplored, and unexplained. Black men often dismiss black women's troubles as being secondary to their own <clears throat> And discredit women's ceaseless attempts to cope with what life has brought them. Okay. So let me move over here. I'm still reading. R.G. Chapman. I'm going to get to uh, an advice. I want to get to this uh, advice, this last page here, 184. But let me read a little bit more. Page 96. Women... I'm reading, women are often so good at coping, they make it look easy, yet no matter how confident and independent they may appear in private, they yearn to be appreciated, respected, and taken care of, especially by the men in their lives. Yeah, I like that. Let me move down here, jump down to this one. Many black women can't, I'm reading. many black women can't even turn to their families for the affirmation and support they need. After all, since they were little girls, they've been trained to be self-sufficient. <clears throat> now that they are, their parents don't think it's all that remarkable. Black women have always been the man, has always been the main stay of their families and communities haven't they but if black men are self-sufficient and responsible now that's something to celebrate you know you celebrate the black men all right let's get over here On page 97 I'm gonna read here <clears throat> in fact however I'm reading in fact however black women don't speak out nearly enough about what really bothers them I guess I guess we're starting to do it now after I've seen this is my commentary I stopped reading. After I've seen all these reality shows, I guess we're speaking and screaming and yelling out now. The young the younger generation is. Alright, let me go back to reading. Although they may vent their frustration from time to time, many find it hard to admit that they need help. Okay. Karen a 28 year old black woman told me after a seminar I conducted entitled the Superwoman syndrome that she was tired of always feeling that she had to be so understanding and strong Yep, everybody gets tired. That's my commentary Okay, let me jump down here to this last page on page 97. I'm still on 97 Superwoman is a myth, a serial idea that no human can live up to. Yet something strange happens when women expect that they can do everything. They begin to believe it. They continue to swallow their frustration and push forward no matter how bone-weary they feel. That's what we do it's cuz we got you know we got to raise a family this is my commentary we got to push for push that hard because of our children we have to be role models for our own children that's watching us and seeing how we you know like i said i gave the earlier this is my commentary earlier scenario about damn if i do damn if you don't that you know you do for the child one child and then the damn damn if you do for the other child Damn if you do for the man, and that he's uh, looking at you how you do for the children, he wants the same thing. Damn if you do, damn if you don't. The pursuit, let me read on page 98. I don't want to go too far. Get, cut it off here. The pursuit of this unrealistic dream is particularly painful for black women who are very high achievers. They believe that the man beside them should be of equal status. But unfortunately, few black men can fill the bill. The women believe they have only three choices. And the tr- three choices are, we're still reading, see only black men and be willing to compromise on status and money. Date men of other ethnic backgrounds who may be better able to provide the economic cess they so desire, or opt to go it alone. Those are the three choices. Going it alone is indeed what many black women are doing. Some out of choice, others by default. I went alone. I've gone. I, I, this is my commentary. Yeah. I, after a while, I go. I'm alone by default, because I prefer a black man. Yeah, uh, white men looking at me all the time, and young guys, that you know, I'm over 55, and then I get the men looking at me all the time, want to play this game and that game with me, and want to, you know, dibble and dabble with me and all, and I'm like, and want to string me along, and, and all this kind of stuff. But I can't do it, so I, I mean, I, have, I was raised with brothers, like I said, and I, I can see the young guys that the at I me. Mean, I did 20 years and younger. You know, I, I, I'm not bragging. I'm just saying that I look young for my age, and I always get the young guys want to come at me and they want to play the game. And I can choose to do play with them just for a minute, and I ain't got nothing else to do, or I can choose to dismiss it right away because I can hear and see the game. As soon as he opens his mouth, I know what it's going to be about. But anyway, let me get back to R.G. Chapman. What well, her recommendation is for all of this, there is nothing sadder. I'm going to jump way over here to page 187, The Way to Good Loving, and I'm going to read so I can end this. There is nothing sadder than people who have given up their individuality in exchange for love. Ain't that sad? That is so sad. All right, let me finish reading. That price is always high to pay. No matter how appealing a love partner might seem, people who give up their personal power to a partner will take on the role of victim and end up questioning their own self-worth and rights as a human being. Yeah, that's sad. Let me finish reading i remember once that the eyes are the wi- wi- windows of the soul so many times i've looked deep into a friend's or a client's eyes and witnessed such intense sorrow and longing that they seem to be silently crying within let me jump down here i gotta hurry up and in this as black folks we often have to face some of life's most difficult challenges Yet we cannot afford to become discouraged. We must develop a cultural world worldview of what black love is and not let ourselves be defined by traditional Eurocentric notions of romantic passion. Love of your neighbor, love of your family, and love of yourself all require the same qualities. Patience, understanding, respect, trust, honesty, and a willingness to sacrifice for the good of the entire relationship. We as African-Americans have great personal power and the ability to be creative. Our ancestors knew how to make the most out of very little resources, and we must capitalize on that legacy. Love was never a resource we were short of. Blacks have always had an abundance of caring and profound sense of community. Collectively, black men and women need to recognize that we can decide whether to spend our time together in a confused state or in a loving one. We don't have to allow myths and stereotypes about ourselves and our relationships to determine the shape and texture of our future together. That is Audrey Chapman's advice uh, or analysis and my old school view about the do damned if you do and damned if you don't and come back next tuesday leave me a comment come back next tuesday